Lobster Johnson, Derek McCall. Nice. Thank you. It, it puts the lotion in the basket. Can you right. say we're getting our fanboys on? It makes it sound like we're wearing skin suits right now. You're not? I, maybe. Shh. It's radio. It could be anything. I didn't think about that at all. Mm, no. No. Nope. Nope. Didn't Don't know what you're talking about. I'm still stuck in kind of Halloween mood. Sorry. I so. Yeah, I had a good Halloween. What'd you dress up as? Uh, I went as uh, Simon Templar, the saint. Sweet. Yeah. So, what did you dress up as? No, 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 no. Let's go back. How did you dress up as Simon Templar? Because all he did was wear like suits. Right. Exactly. Okay. And that's what. Uh, at so you went as my dad. At school, the faculty theme was all the teachers were supposed to dress up like saints. So I dressed up as oh. the saint. See, it was very conceptual. Did anybody get it but you? Uh, no, not a one. Okay, no. good. No, actually, no. I take that back. Isn't that I, really how you live your life? So, really, I, <laughs> I, I don't see. One I don't see it. how it differed. Actually, uh, a coworker in the English department, because we also traditionally in the English department dress up as literary characters, did get once. I said Simon Templar. She goes, "Oh, the saint," and she started doing the Roger Moore theme. Good, so, good, good. So there, you know, it wasn't completely lost. I hit one of my target audience of zero. So really, I thought I did pretty well with that with that mm-hmm. costume. I was on Bourbon Street for Halloween, and I ran into this guy and girl. And the guy's in this kind of tight-fitting suit with glasses and tennis shoes, right? Mm-hmm. And the girl is in a Marie Antoinette-style gown. And I walked to him and I said, the, the girl in the fireplace. And the guy just exploded. He goes, he got it. He got it. Somebody <laughs> finally got it. What can I do to make your life now? It's like that, it was just, Excellent, which is, yeah. of course, from season two of Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Yeah. Yes, that's for the listeners at home beyond Andrew Preston who don't understand that. And Andrew, Hi, this Andrew. podcast is it's totally for, for you, you because we tried. We tried desperately to come up with a comic book topic we wanted to talk about this week. And really, really, we can't, except for this. See, I just saw him at home going, huh? And then there's this. Oh, okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> yes, Andrew's a puppy. And let that be a, listen to, uh, let that be a message to all of our uh, listeners. If mm-hmm. you send us an email or even mention that you listen, we'll dedicate a podcast just to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you know what we've forgotten to do? What? Introductions. Oh, well, let's do that. Hey, I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet. I've been a couple of weeks away from the podcast, so you'll forgive me for sort of being out of the rhythm. I was not in Guys and Dolls, though I had someone write in and say that that podcast said I was doing Guys and Dolls. No. What were you doing, Guys I was di- No, I was directing Come Back to the Five and Dime, Jimmy Dean, Jimmy Dean. Oh, okay. Very different show from Guys and Dolls. Very. I'm sorry. Though I'm it fine. features one guy who becomes a doll. Did I say that or did somebody else? I don't know. Probably Lon. Who are you, by the way? I blame Lon because he's not here. I'm Derek McCaw, and I'm fresh back from a thrilling, exciting season of doing Guys and Dolls. No. No, I'm Derek McCaw, and I've just been sod... Wait. (laughs) No, I'm Michael Goodson, and I'm fresh as a daisy. Mm -hmm, Because you've just been... Go ahead. And I'm... (laughs) I'm right on time. I'm Rick (laughs) Brett Snyder. 
<laughs> and I'm twiddling the knobs. Absolutely. Out of here. <laughs> Wait, no, this is the beginning of the show. Wow, things really go to hell when we take a week off. <laughs> Did you miss us, people? Did any of you even notice we didn't update well, on we've iTunes? Done so many, we've done so many episodes so fast. We were actually like. We were a couple ahead. We're, like, we're, we're, a couple, we're into next week. year already. I mean, you yeah. know. That's why we can't talk about this week's comics. Keith Champagne so is so behind, he hasn't even heard us talk about all his exciting upcoming projects yet. Because, and we, we have, you know. Are they still on? They're still on. Were the writer's strike on? Uh, well, because that's for comics. Oh. The writer's strike doesn't affect comics. Actually, here's the way it affects comics. More Sorry, Andrew. Buy comics? Uh, we might see the end of that Wonder Woman thing with Alan Heinberg from, uh, you know, the OC, he'll actually finish uh, writing Wonder Woman. Uh, we may finally see the third issue of Ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk, written by a, a lost writer. So, yeah, there's a possibility that because the only thing that the writers in the Writers Guild can actually write legally still are comics, we may actually see some of those again. Kevin Smith might finish the target. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, another thing that's never going to get uh, finished now is apparently the Green Arrow Black Canary wedding special, which we all had uh, very mixed emotions about. I had four copies on order. Did you have four copies of order on that? No. They had a hardcover reprint coming, which I was I, I will assume was also going to include something like you know highlights from their courtship, the time that uh, Oliver Queen fathered another child out of hmm. uh, with another with another woman. Sure. Uh, several children, actually, really. I mean, that's one of the things they've kind of left out of the DC 1 million. My favorite part was that it was a whole planet of descendants of Oliver Queen, mm. uh, you know, to, because, of course, he was very feckend. And uh, we say, so that has been canceled, and DC says, you know, it'll be resolicited at a later date. But I think it's because most people really hated that wedding special. Mm. Oh, why was that? Why? Because it was fun, it was jolly, it was hilarious, ha, 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 and then Black Canary killed Green Arrow. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see the ruling class? Yes, I have seen the ruling class. Very much the same thing. Really? Yeah. I hadn't really thought of that comparison. I really enjoyed the the ruling class. Ruling still, class I, is all. And Jesus, I liked I'm the Jesus, ending. Jesus, 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 Jack, the Ripper. Dan, Jack, Jack the Ripper. You should see that movie. I think you'd really enjoy the uh, all right. The irony of J- Jesus becoming Jack the Ripper. Okay. And it's Peter O'Toole, so you know it's overacted. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's a cool movie. Flamingly British. Flamingly British. Yes, he's yeah. not gay. No. Please no. Sorry. He's a man's man. So uh, is this DC's attempt to just erase that from continuity, that entire miniseries? Hey, th- we're not reprinting it. I uh, think a lot of things are going to get erased from, everybody con- hated from continuity. Everybody hated it. Everybody hated it. Yeah. Yeah. Bart who? Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So I, it's just a, I, I feel like we're watching. And we'll see what happens with Marvel doing the same thing. I think a lot of things, a lot of missteps are sort of like, Let's pretend that didn't happen. Um, look over here. New flashy crossover event. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Because we've got Salvation Run coming up, and Final Crisis is only six months away. Yay. Yay. Rescue us. Flying. Grant I, Yeah, and I was really glad. Uh, this there like 50 countdown specials. In the I know. <laughs> I know. Well, and that's what Arena is still on, and Keith Champagne actually emailed and said, what are you, you know, what are you getting, you know, people excited about it? And I, I thought... Well, I think people are really crossovered out right now. I mean, it's just I'm one shotted out. It's just crossover fatigue. I mean, I would be excited about well, I am excited about Arena, but only because I, I trust that he'll write an interesting book. But to get excited about ooh, the vampire uh, Batman is coming back would be great if it wasn't for on the shelf right now the search for Ray Palmer, Red Rain. So we already have an issue with the vampire Batman that we haven't seen in a long time. 
We saw that really lame Wildstorm. Wildstorm universe is starting. Oh, my gosh, Andrew, I'm sorry. We're actually going to have something to talk about in comics. Yeah. Wildstorm is having a crossover event called Armageddon, in the, which I guess Captain, the Captain Adam series that rebooted Wildstorm in the first place was yeah. called Armageddon. So it's like, wait a minute. You know, but we just had a search for Ray Palmer, Wildstorm. I thought you were part of the DC Universe, so there's a huge, big, oh, damn it. You know, yeah. I mean. Fooled you. <laughs> it would actually be better if the actual countdown title were better, because then I would be invested in the Okay, I'm going to hand you, I'm going to hand you number 26, which oh. was last week's issue. Halfway. Halfway point, point in which the monitor, one of the monitors actually explained what was going on. Hmm. And I thought, okay. Is that a good sign for a book? Not really, but at least <laughs> it was fine. And it finally changed its title. Now it's called Countdown to Final Crisis. I see. Uh, and I thought, yeah, this is where, this is what should have happened in issue 52, which would have been the first issue, uh, or, or even 50. I mean, you know, giving it a couple of weeks to get its footing and then say, what the heck is going on? And they finally did. And I thought, well, okay, I'll hand this over to Michael. Take a look. Okay. See if, you know, if that, if that explanation of what the storyline is, I still feel that almost everything, anything and everything that's interesting is happening in other books that they're not quite leading you to. Even last week's Lord Havoc and the Extremist special. That's a, I, I'm worried about that book because I didn't really care for those characters. Well, I read it. I read it, and it's a parody book. of Civil War. Yeah. And But casting the bad guys as the good guys. So Lord yeah. Havoc really is sort of an antihero, and, and he's got justification. But it ends by saying... Go back to issue whatever of Countdown, where the ca- where the challengers of the uh, of the unknown, uh, or challengers of the infinite, or whatever they whatever they call challengers yeah. of whatever, um, that they uh, where they met Lord Havoc. So issue one ends with that encounter, and then you know Nick, check back next month for more adventures of Lord Havoc and the extremists. Trying to make the sound of my eyes crossing. I, I well, your your eyes are too well oiled. You can't yeah. actually make the noise, <laughs> but. <laughs> But yeah. I don't know. But you know, so it, but it is. It's too. It's it's too many. Now I'm, like I said, I'll be interested in Arena, it, because I like the idea, and we're all suckers for that. Let's have superheroes fighting each other for no reason other than fighting each other. Well, it used yeah. to be you have a comic, right? And you have like a character show up in a comic, and they'd be in the comic for like maybe five or six issues, and then be some kind of fan ups, you know, swell and say we like that character. And they'd come out with a special with that character. Now they throw a couple of characters into one book in a temporary mm-hmm. recurring series, and then there's a spinoff of that without any reason other than they want to put out another book. And most of them suck. Most of the character spinoffs are just horrible. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm also feeling like I, I read the Countdown to Adventure last week, and so many Countdown books going on with uh, Animal Man and uh, Starfire. And, I, and Adam Strange is in there, too. Uh, <laughs> it's sort of... Because they hang out. Well, I kind of like the... Well, no, Adam Strange is on Rand. The, the storyline's been split. Right. But I, I at least kind of like what they're doing with Adam Strange, where he's dealing with they've got a different they've got champion of Rand. They've retired it. Yeah. But, well, okay, that's an interesting a, way of moving, his, moving jer- it forward. Another, another Earth person, but a jerk actor. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. But they've got an odd thing going on with uh, Animal Man, who is his wife is jealous that he's in love with Starfire, and now they're making it sound well, like he's not in love with Starfire. Oh no! Last week's issue said, oh, really? "Yeah, maybe he is," and it's like, uh, and Starfire saying he's looking at me funny, and I'm like, no. The, again, the core of the character, yeah. who people have totally lost sight of. They've, I mean, 
lost sight of the character because he hasn't been. How many issues were there of the original Animal Man? But the, the uh, re- reboot that uh, Grant, Grant Morrison, Morrison did. did. Grant Morrison yeah. did a reboot for about 23 issues, yeah. and then somebody else took over. And, and some of the, even beyond Grant Morrison, were good. But, I mean, the core of the character was, you know, what makes Animal Man unique is he is family man. the family man. And the guy who's not conflicted by, right. I have a wife and kids, and I love them. Uh, I'll spend time with them, and I will I, make my way back to them. Stay away from me, you green-eyed buxom lass. Exactly. Yeah. Well, okay. Except <laughs> but, where it sells comics or turns right. people Right, but I mean, off. even the whole thing they were doing in 52 when he was trying to make his way back was. It was mm-hmm. all about, don't leave me because I've got to make it back to my wife right. and my kids. Right. And then to immediately have him come back and say, by the way, I'm in love with Starfire, you know, aside from she's fictional and she has no actual pupils in those eyes, it's sure. still, you know... Can't yeah, she's attractive. Anyway, so uh, it just seems to be violated. It's stuff. It's once again, I don't like it when they violate a character in order to tell a story. Figure out a way to do it, yeah. the right way, and you know they're just throwing well, a lot they of characters violate at character us. continuity. Yeah, yeah. You're asking too much, Derek. Am I? You yeah. are. Yeah, I mean, I, the countdown to, for editors who know their stuff. Countdown to Final Crisis is also featuring on the cover a very helpful guide to which Earths are featured. Hmm. Fifteen and eight. Does that mean anything to you? Are you excited now to know that last week's issue featured Ooh, Earth 15, and, 15 eight? and 8? Collect them all. <laughs> Any clue which Earths those are? No. No. So I thought it was a very silly cover feature. I think 8 is the Peanuts universe. And No. No. That would no. be that would be uh, Angar. Angar? Which is oh, the no, Lord really? Havoc and the Extremist Earth. Okay. Is, which I did know Angar because they were the champions of Angar. Yeah. Were the Avengers knockoffs from early Justice League. And continuity. 15 is... Fifteen is an Earth with a black-suited Superman, like the uh, you know the Kryptonian death suit he had in the Death of right. Superman, um, and he appears in like one panel, and that's Earth fifteen. Well, great, mm-hmm. wonderful, fantastic. Let's chew through those fifty-two. And it means, I mean, it's it's sort of like when I mean, no reason why he's in a black suit. Or uh, no explanation mm-hmm. yet. Like there's an Earth they discovered where uh, Zod was Superman, sure, but he was a good guy. But there's no explanation for it. It's just sort of like, oh, isn't that yeah. wacky? Is Zod there... is Superman here. Yeah. Let's leave this Earth behind somewhere. Somebody will remember it. Well, it's funny because this whole Later. thing got started with the original crisis, and that was because a dozen or so Earths was too hard for them to keep track of. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so now they're doing 52, and they're they're blowing through them like a kid with fireworks. Well, the in their defense, the, the pre-crisis Earths, uh, like three of them were covered in pudding. <laughs> So well, there, there oh, is sure. a lot of fat to trim. I want to go to that Earth. Oh, now yes. the Zodder. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Mm. Do you think they actually have all the Earths already plotted out with what each one is, and then we're just touring? Cleaning? I don't know because I sort of feel like they're just like uh, it's, it's as bad as the as over at Marvel where they have all those you know arbitrarily the mainstream Marvel universe is Earth six one six. Right. But that's all the Captain Britain stuff. Yeah, stuff, right. but I mean, it's all just, but it seems arbitrary. There's nothing to it. It's just sort of, you know. And then when you had the Earth 3, which was the crime, why were they not the same crime syndicate as before, but used to be on Earth 3? I mean, they're just messing with us. And I just think they're, I don't think they're messing with us. I just think, don't think they're paying attention to detail and plotting this stuff out ahead of time. I concur, which goes back to the last time I appeared at a podcast. DC is spiraling out of control. You know what we need? A final crisis to straighten everything out. Save us, Grant Morrison. <laughs> Help us. You're our, our only, only hope. hope. <laughs> oh. mm. All right. Let's uh, move on. Uh, yeah, okay. Andrew's Let's, tired. Andrew's tired. <laughs> Let's get to video games. 
Huh? Hey, uh, Andrew, yeah. what do you think? Come on, big Video fella. games, except we're going to talk about a video game involving superheroes. Uh, it's okay, oh, Cougar. No. Keep it up. City of Heroes, which, of course, some of us have had addictions uh, on and off to. Yes. You sure. did very well in that game, didn't you? You finished. You basically got all the way to the I, I highest level. finished, uh, but I left, and then they released City of Villains, which I never participated oh, okay. in. Even though I've got a free paid gift card on my, uh, really? on my desk, you? it do do remains unused. Hmm. Mm. If, if only, only it worked on Vista. If only you had cash and could purchase it from It me. works on Vista. I've I run on Vista. Uh, I was unable to run it on you Vista. You just have to configure that you go into properties. And I know, you explained that. And it's, it's okay. Derek doesn't understand going into properties. No, I do understand that. that. Thank you. Just to buy real estate or something? Yes. Or? It's Monopoly. Exactly. Oh, did I say that in oh, the same sentence as Microsoft? Yeah. Oops. Bad me. All right. <laughs> so anyway. Ah. <laughs> I know Google's the real enemy. Go ahead. Say it. You can you can <laughs> poke me all you like. <laughs> I, <laughs> but is that making it to the final broadcast? Is recording? <laughs> Wait a minute. It is. Eric, poke away. All righty. Ow. <laughs> anyway. What's moving this week is that City of Heroes and City of Villains are actually moving. They were, uh, how would you say this? Because I'm always a little off on the way this is. They are published by NCSoft. Correct. But they were developed by Cryptic Studios. Bingo. Well, Cryptic Studios is working with Microsoft. Heard of them. To develop the Marvel multiplayer online, massive multiplayer online role-playing game. Conflict of interest. Absolutely. So NCSoft went, boink. And, and flicked Cryptic away. Bye. Bye. So now NCSoft released a, a, an email yesterday, I guess, or a, was a press release, basically saying that, yes, now Cryptic had nothing to do with it. NCSoft has a new studio in Mountain View, California, somewhere nearby. Really? Heard of it. <laughs> well, some people here. Came from know, it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some Drove people through it two hours there. ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so uh, that they that they're they're going to be there. I know I I got in contact with Jason Shockett, who is our uh, resident City of Heroes guru. The Shocker. The Shocker. Um, who has played, who has been many uh, important figures in City of Heroes uh, history. Sure. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not allowed to reveal who he played, but he certainly did actually instigate uh, a major event that has been an annual uh, uh, holiday favorite. Did at- he invent the pumpkin guys? No. Oh. Did he invent All right, I think taking I can say, off your costume? Because it's your, it, 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 it's, uh, it, it was far enough alone. Jason was actually the guy who became Santa Claus and started the Santa Claus Legion and had people and elves and they gave away gifts and, um. and the, and Cryptic went, hey, what a really good idea. And because, you know, some guys take it too far. Thank God Jason Shockett did as well. Because now we, you know, have a little insight into the, into the mind of a guy who's so into role playing he becomes Santa Claus. So, sure. Um, the real Santa Claus, I hope, is not offended by this. Anyway. Sorry, Santa. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but uh, Potential re- repercussions, I see, is just that uh, because NCSoft is a publisher, there will be no future updates for uh, City of Heroes or City of Villains. Not necessarily true. <laughs> well, they have a new update ready to go. Yes. Uh, here's, the, here's the upside. Here's what Jason told me, what he knows from the inside, is most of the really good people that worked on developing City of Heroes have stayed with NCSoft to work on updates. Oh, really? Oh, so this kind there. of stuff has happened before. I mean, uh, what was the uh, Asheron's call? Uh, yeah. Broke away from Microsoft when mm. and went by themselves. For okay. I think they're still out there. Yeah. If you think, you don't know. Well, at this point, you just run the servers till you, you know, yeah. no one's on them and then turn it off. 
I mean, we're, we're far enough into the life of this game. Last character here, turn off the lights. Turn off the <laughs> yeah, server. Okay. That's going to be me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy your gift card and go, hey, hey where is everybody? <laughs> Trump, buddy, I'm alone buddy, in Paragon buddy, City. Buddy. Oh, dang it. Scott Kurtz. Uh, so yeah. many enemies to defend against. <laughs> Help, the zombies are after me. Anyway, uh, so he says they're really good. However, I can't repeat the actual comments he made about the people that stayed with Cryptic. Can I? Uh, but let's just say that they um, that the, he said they smell where the money is, and I'm like, yeah, I really don't see a problem with that. I mean, logically, there's going to be huge money in that Marvel. I still don't know how that's going to work. Maybe you've heard, if any of you guys have heard anything, Not about how the role playing game is supposed to work, because obviously everybody's going to want to be Wolverine. Usually, or... there's a safe word. <laughs> Different role playing game. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you know, because everybody's going to want to be Spider-Man or Captain America or Wolverine. Right. How do you control that and you how don't. is it? You don't. You don't. There's 500 Wolverines running around. <laughs> They've all got a different I'm variation. I'm 60s Wolverine. <laughs> I'm 80s Wolverine. I'm, I'm Weapon X Wolverine. Go. And that's Me the naked too. running around naked. I'm Patch. <laughs> yeah. Patch. Whose version, whose favorite version of Wolverine is Patch? I mean, Mine. come on. Really? Really? No. Yeah, you knew him. That's good. Mm. All right. Okay, so Not that, that I'm uh, Age of Apocalypse Wolverine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the one-handed one. Yeah. 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 Okay, we've lost Andrew. Anyway, we're back. Uh let's talk about uh movies because I mean, you know, games that's all we can really say unless there's any other are you addicted to any other games at this moment you'd like to uh I am uh, torn right now between Portal which I have finished like a cougar. And um, what's his wife like a cougar thing? I don't it's know. That the, I just I don't, oh, I think, oh, I see. I like a cougar. I like a cougar. So I just keep totally, on yeah. like I will, a hot I will forty pimp. year old woman. Yes, Andrew is a hot forty year old woman. He's okay, a, I can go with that. He's yeah, a total milf. If you look okay. at him from the right angle, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which is with your eyes closed Maybe and through, you've been... through like thirty two ounces of beer. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Anywho, <laughs> Puzzle Quest is the other game that just came out. And I'm addicted to that one as well. On the, as well. On the PC. And I, I've, uh, been I've been playing it on the uh, Nint- Nintendo DS, where it's remarkable. And good. these are, uh, would I say, uh, they're games that you can sit down for a little while. Yes. So they're not necessarily Shoot all-encompassing, bit, and yet they're so they're so addicting that you keep coming back. Uh, yeah. Puzzle Quest is essentially bejeweled, but you are a character. Uh, and as a you Final win, Fantasy style game, Final Fantasy style game, and as you win bejeweled battles, you gain powers that affect the bejeweled board. And all the battles as you move throughout the realm, collecting quests, gold, mm-hmm. spells, stuff, uh, are fought bejeweled style, as we say, <laughs> kicking it bejeweled <laughs> style. style. I, I wonder if we and, can get that catchphrase to go. Uh, shall we make up T-shirts? Uh, we'll have it t- T-shirts that way for Christmas. Uh, I kick it, kick it, kick it, style. Style. Kick it bejeweled style. Yeah, okay. No, maybe. Why don't you work on that? Okay. Oh no, I no. You want it. when I say, well, "Won't you work on that?" That's uh, something. I'll shoot you an email and tell you. Which, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, usually how it goes. All right, so we, we're off of game. That's interesting, and uh, we will be working. We are uh, all collaborating on a holiday gift guide, which we should have out have out before Thanksgiving. So, sure. hey, watch this. Don't watch this space. Go to the website www.fanboyplanet.com and check out our holiday gift guide. Many of the items of which will be available at Elusive Comics and Games, two seven two five El Camino Real Suite one hundred five in Santa Clara, which is where we are now. Which exactly. Is why Derek mentions it. Exactly. I am. T- Totally pimping it, bejeweled style. You uh, kick it old school. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, many of the items. Not all of them, but many. Because uh, Rick has some techni- technology there that, uh, you know, I cover. I don't think they're going to get in there, but yeah. It's not going to get into Elusive. No, no, no. No. Um, no. no. Yeah. 
but you know. But let's I, not spoil it. You want them to go to the website. I absolutely a fabulous list. Absolutely. Already. If nothing else, we'll link to Amazon. Right. There sure. we go. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. So we've got an exciting movie coming up next week to go into movies. Uh, is that uh, we are a week and a half away as we record this from the opening of Beowulf? Ooh, mm-hmm. never heard of it. Really? No. Yes. <laughs> I you know I never know exactly how deep your ignorance goes. Beowulf. Everybody knows that that's the sequel to Teen Wolf that they made with Scott Baio. Right. Okay. Exactly. Uh, exactly. No, this is by written by Neil Gaiman and Roger Avery. Mm, no, directed by Robert Zemeckis. He directed a, he directed a movie Twins. you liked. Twins. <laughs> Ghostbusters. No, no. That was Ivan Reitman. Yeah, yeah, Damn. yeah. I always uh, confuse those guys. Back to the Future trilogy. Never heard of it. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. anyway. Yeah. Really? No. <laughs> so, uh, Beowulf comes out in, uh, with the largest 3D release across the country. Well over a thousand theaters will be showing this. Digitally, digitally painted film, uh, motion capture, uh, in 3D, over a thousand. I think the, it's, the screens are well over 3,000, but, but over a thousand are 3D. That's the largest, uh, opening that way. I didn't realize it's motion capture. Yeah. It is? So they've got, they're painting figures on motion captured digital movement. Mm hmm. Okay. This is like Scanner Darkly? No. Uh, I'd say Scanner Darkly is rotoscoped. Rotoscoped, but I mean the the basic concept is the same. This is just updated to a digital age, you know. So the cameras are like little ping pong balls all over the bodies. Uh, those the, are uh, those actors. are highlight spots that are that are captured by film and then translated into points that you they use to animate the figures. Oh no, then I then no, that's motion capture. No, then these are uh, what as was described to me was that this was actually that it was the suits were actually. Doing the filming, really? Yeah, I'm because Anthony that. Hopkins was very confused by the whole thing. Okay, so do I have to say Sir Anthony so he Hopkins? Ate Angelina's Jolie's <laughs> with some of means. Of course. Uh, anyway, uh, not only is it in 3D, but several places will have it in IMAX okay. 3D. I've heard of that. Yeah, have you? Yeah. So uh, we'll have to go down to the Hackworth IMAX at the Tech Museum. At the Tech Museum. Well, no, downtown if San you get that, if you get that one row where it's good. Uh, so I'll be all the way up in the back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> so, next time I'll know. So anyway, <laughs> Beowulf will be opening next week, and you had some uh, complaints actually. Well, no, no, no. This is the whole the thing. Criticism. About the fact that because we've already had commercials where they've taken old actors, long since dead, and animated them into the TV show, right? So yes. The, or the uh, the commercial. So you have that mm-hmm. Swiffer commercial with uh, Fred Astaire yeah. dancing with the, the broom and stuff. That wasn't too bad. But now we've got, we're actively going out there and digitizing actors. I give you An- Angelina Jolie. I don't actually give it to you. That that has to wait for Christmas. Sweet. Um, <laughs> but he said, wait for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I still have hope. So Talk so, about your stocking. <laughs> they will basically have all of her bits on file. And what I'm waiting for is somebody to break in and get those bits. Steal her bits? And reuse them. In an improper manner. Sure. Perhaps in a manner that might... I like where your brain's I going. Mean, because one of the things I'm thinking is, 
come on, no. And then I'm like, but of course, that's exactly the demographic that has the knowledge how to use it in a, yeah. in a proper yeah. manner. This yeah. is what those two nerds from Weird Science were lacking. <laughs> you know what exactly. I'm thinking is, boy, Angelina none of this, none of this ever crossed my mind. No. <laughs> Thanks. <It's laughs> like totally. First thing now I that's going to keep me awake at night. So Partially guiltily. There's going to be there's going to be a whole, I mean, it'll just be the guys that do the films, right? They will be doing additional modeling and there'll be new black market and they'll be they'll be making these films on the side where they say hey you want to see the angelina jolie cut of debbie does dallas wow (laughs) you sir have blown my mind and i'm not sure it's in a good way oh i'm sure it's in a good way what do they take john malkovich then it's gonna it's going (laughs) (laughs) you want to see the (laughs) you want to see the angelina jolie cut of of being being, john malkovich i don't think that's really what he meant I don't care. I know. Yeah. So, Thanks. so I mean, this is exactly what that that group of people are going to be doing. If it's not now, if this, if this but that they've done this in one movie now, they will probably do it and refine it and do it in another movie. But then you'll have all these actors that will have all their data on file, and mm-hmm. it's only a matter of time before that data breaks out of whatever containment they have it in and becomes part of a black market. Uh, Manufacturing. I know. I, again, it's very uh, Philip K. Dick in, in scope there. I mean, that's one of the things that do Android stream of electric sheep. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it's interesting because it boggles the mind thinking, of course, you know, there had been rumors that Justice League of America, or I guess Justice League, not of America because it's being filmed in Australia, was uh, was going to be motion capture and, digital, and digitally done, and that's been debunked. So they're not doing that. They were, But although apparently they were seriously considering it, um, but yeah, I mean, but that that's come up for you know ten years at, at least has been that concern on actors' parts. There was a movie with Al Pacino, Simone or Sim One, really was the, the oh yeah, pun yeah, yeah about that. Um, not a great movie, but you know, it, it, interesting idea, and that's a fear that's been going on. And they did that in X Men: The Last Stand when they made Patrick Stewart and Sir Ian McKellen look much Young. younger, you know, yeah. like twenty years younger. So. But I give you as evidence, you know, you got the Pixar DVD over there. I right? do. And if we look, if you look at, say, um, what was the one about uh, the superheroes? I've forgotten the name. The Incredibles. The Incredibles. Okay, so the Incredibles are animated characters. They're all modeled. They're mm-hmm. all sitting there ready. They can be used anytime they want. They will never get old. They can be repurposed and used for commercials down the line or whatever. And it's just, it's just. Mm-hmm. And yet, for and reasons starting, I don't understand, don't quite understand. No, that's not exactly true. I don't know the technology, but I do know because I had a friend who was working on the aborted version of Toy Story 3, despite the fact that Disney allegedly had all those, they still had to have all the, uh, you know, that they, they should have had all those files. Their animators, when they were uh, doing a different version of Toy Story 3 than John Lasseter approved of, had to create their own models. Really? And had to redo it. So I, I can believe that they might have improved the models, added more points. No, but they had to create them all. From they had scratch. to create them all from scratch. There's no reason for that. Well, his point is though that that uh, yeah, I'm saying that there's some there's there something about yeah. digital animation at this point for characters like that. But I could see your point, uh, you know, and that's why we've got uh, now we're getting into a, a sort of a legal gray area. Even getting even without getting into the illicit stuff, even without getting into the x-rated or r-rated or any of it you know we're we're now going we've already got a, a writer strike now that is about uh dvd distribution or i guess they've dropped that clause but you have all these uh no actually the producers put that took that clause off the table right that's the that's one of the issues 
uh, and that's still a controversial issue. But do you yeah. think about actors who are, are going contractually into a studio, and when will the rights to their own voices, bodies, gestures, motions um, well, I think become part of the contra- contract that they have with the studio? I think that's one of the reasons you're seeing the actors uh, do so much solidarity with the writers right now. Uh, I mean, a lot of productions unexpectedly, really, have ground to a halt, even though they have scripts, because the actors won't, won't cross the picket line and are actually picketing with the writers. Yeah. The, one, one of the articles I read said that the actors' contract is up next year, and whatever mm-hmm. the writers get, the actors are going to have to get, so they're yeah. kind of yeah. well, absolutely. supporting them. Uh, absolutely, so that- but it, because it's the same thing. There's always been this wording that, that a lot of companies... I mean, Disney just outlived, literally, the person suing them about Winnie the Pooh, because... They renegotiated back in the 80s about video, but the uh-huh. Disney ar- lawyers were arguing it was videotape, not DVD. So each and every new method of distribution has to be redefined in the contract. There's a special place in hell for those people. And one of the reasons I think probably that the, you know, the, like the DVD, if the DVD clause gets ignored by the writers, it's because they feel that DVDs, as they're currently defined in a contract, really won't be much of an issue four or five years from now. It's going to be something else. And that's why they're really focusing on online. But really what they have to figure out is is what's going to be after online. What's actually actually going to be beamed telepathically into their heads and how can you make it? You know, I don't know. But that's the problem is they have to be able to look so far in advance and get some kind of ironclad wording that's going to cover all the different ways that these things could be distributed to people. And you can't do it. Because God forbid they could lose any money. Well, they have to do all that. Well, I mean, the writers. If you no, look, I mean the studios. The studios, yeah. I mean, because, you know, for every Joss Whedon, and Joss Whedon's posted on his site today, you know, his solidarity and how they're, but, and he, how he said he feels lucky because he's got comics. And he's yeah. also saved enough. But for every Joss Whedon, you know, there are a thousand guys that haven't written anything except maybe Bikini Beach Warehouse 5 that's, you know, not even shown up on Sci Fi Channel. It's so bad yet. But. You know, and that's been, they've gotten into the guild, but they haven't, it, you know, they're not getting their break. They There's haven't a lot given of people up their job at Big Boy. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Big Boy? Big Boy. The grocery store or the, uh, or the, the hamburger, Bob's shop. hamburger place? Bob's yeah. Big Boy? Yeah. Are there any of those left? There's still one in LA. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So all th- thousand of them are working at Bob's Big Boy. Well, i got to go there. That a lot of writers. Well Real good service. <laughs> well-staffed. Yeah. And, and, and well-spoken. Well-spoken, absolutely. Uh <laughs> You know, but one of the other controversies I'm going to say about Beowulf is, of course, that they've added in a lot of information. So English teachers all across America last week received their educational packet from Paramount. About I think that's good. You need to keep re-educating the English teachers. teachers. Well, yeah, you know, to how you could teach the girl. you know, I say the girls because at my school that's what it is, but, you know, the students get them excited about this movie because you've had to read Beowulf or John Gardner's Grendel. I think you have to get the girls excited. The boys are already going to be excited about that movie. About Beowulf? Yeah. yeah. Which it, it's the sword, right? Yeah, it's the sword. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> but but just to pluck the thought out of your brain before you say it, the information that was set to the teachers was actually different, or how the story was different than the right was focusing on how it was different. And Neil Gaiman posted his complaint, felt that you know they should have focused on how the story was the same. As Rick off the air said to me, of course, you know, it was never really formally written down by the people that were originally telling the story. It was a verbal story for which is Roger Avery's point. We had a little bit of a conversation, which I think I covered back in San Diego when I wrote about it was a bit of a mention that he said, you know, you knew as a verbal story that big chunks were lost. And so he was filling in what he thought were the were the, the lost 
pieces of logic. Why does Grendel attack Hayrot every night but leave Hrothgar alone, if Hrothgar is really the one responsible for it all? So he had to come up with an explanation for that. Why does the story jump forward, what, 40 years to have Beowulf fight a dragon? You know, and that's, Could it be that DC editors existed even back then? Holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> I'll tell you nice. what. <laughs> oh, zing! Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, like we're letting Marvel off the hook. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. okay this week. Please. Hey, the- Marvel, next week? It's all you. No, it's all on oh, you. Yeah. I know. I've read some Marvel this week. No. They're not off the hook, all right? There's Because the Gamma Core? You want to bring back Gamma Core? Gamma no. sucks. No. no. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you've got that. And then we, we jumped ahead there. You know, we talked about the writer's strike. Anyway, but, you know, so Beowulf, I think we got to give it a chance. And I think English teachers need to give it a chance across the country. The three that might be listening to this podcast you know, most of them really don't know what a podcast is because they're busy wearing tweed and smoking their pipes while reading from their, not Shakespeare, At least one of our Marlo. listeners is a, uh English and journalism teacher, and uh, he would know what we're talking about. Okay, good. Well, Will we do a podcast for him next week? At least one of our podcasts. If he writes in, Shout we out will. Shout right. if, if he writes in, we will. It's oh, all it's that's all, right. all there is to it. I mean, now, I don't mean to shout out to Doug during Andrew's podcast. Uh, sorry, Drew. Sorry. That's rude. Sorry. Go ahead. No, okay. Finish so, it up. Bring it home. No, we're going to bring it home because, of course, you know, the writer's strike also means that Neil Gaiman has been, uh, he's got a problem because he was scheduled to write his own adaptation of Death, The High Cost of Living. And now, even though uh, it's really his project, meaning he's adapting his own work, he legally can't do it. All production on Death, The High Cost of Living, because it's an American production for Warner Brothers, he cannot write the the draft that is meant for him to direct, because originally he wrote it for somebody else to direct. He can't just said, go in his office, turn out the lights, and not tell anybody he's working on it? <laughs> he can't! <laughs> really? I, what? Better Ali's going to bust I don't understand, <laughs> but yeah, he can't. I don't... I, he can't. Rick is genuinely perplexed. I, I, I just don't understand what's the... It, there's a legal reason for because this? Because apparently he would then be getting... He would be paid for that draft. And if he was to be paid for that draft by Warner Brothers, that would be violating the terms of a strike. Don't be a scab, Neil. Yeah, so Neil Gaiman's trying to avoid being a scab and trying to figure out, cool, well, can I rock for the BBC? And you know, it's like, But apparently can't even do that because he's a member of the American Writers Guild. You can, it's not like he can't go out and buy himself an iBook and, and, or a MacBook Pro and sit, sit down and beside a pool and not tell anyone. Oh, what are you doing? Writing to my mom. Uh, well, he's got a MacBook Pro, I'm yeah. sure. You know, that's so, not the issue. He's just saying. He's going to know. That was really the point he was trying to get across, too. Why can't he go buy a Mac? <laughs> Good job picking up on that's this what, point. That's over what there. everybody does in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, everybody has a Mac. They sit by the pool writing on their screen or writing their screenplay. Doing oh, pro? they so want to be what? Huh? Doing pro? Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, so and Warner Brothers, in a stunning move, uh, also in their with their own properties, has announced Joel Silver's announced that they are tabling Wonder Woman. Ah, shocking. Gee. At any rate, they're tabling the film adaptation of Wonder Woman, which, of course, they had Joss Whedon working on. So it's all weaving together. Nice. And then they took they him off They tabled the one that went year. back to, like, the 1940s 40s, yeah. Version. So now they're just saying they're going to wait and see what happens with the Justice League movie okay. and see what happens, you know. On the other hand, on the other side of the of the comic book movie world, um, you know, then uh, Joe Quesada gave an interview in which he said, I don't think the Avengers movie is ever really going to happen. So, you know, it's like they lured DC or Warner Brothers into doing a Justice League movie and then went, aha, we just wanted to see if, if it's, it's like, uh, the U.S. versus the Soviet Union. So you can outspend each other until one of them breaks, you know, so. And we all know that Justice League movie's gonna suck. 
I just don't know. George Miller is a good director. I'm still I have faith in that part of it. My eyes are ready to be blown wide open. Okay, well, good. Yeah, I know. Anticipation still, is at an all. I know you're still gonna way. you're still gonna say I get to sit next to it at the preview, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Sure, man. Okay, so um, you know, there you go. They announced that they're also moving forward with a Green Lantern film. I've heard of him. You have, indeed, and so who Guy knows? Gardner. Good. No, I think it's gonna be Hal Jordan. Alan Scott. Although the Justice League movie apparently has John Stewart. So they're gonna they're treating each thing as still like an individual thing. So even though you know, you've well, he's not recording the Daily Show this week, right? Uh, that's uh, you know, well. Mm-hmm. The rapper Common. Hey, I bit my tongue. You yeah. do the same. The rapper the Common apparently jokes. tested for that for the role of John Stewart, which I'd actually like to see. I think. Con. No, Common, not oh, Con. Sorry. Common, who was in Smoke and Aces. Probably one of the we we've had this this, uh, this conversation before. I Did say, we? why am I going to remember the third weird guy yeah. from the left? No, that was a different guy. In a movie where all the characters that was were a different guy. The, Common was the guy that actually got away with with Alicia Keys at the end. So you might remember that because we both went, mm. dang, Alicia Keys. Yeah, Alicia Keys. It, the hands that were holding Alicia Keys at the end of that movie they belonged to the rapper Common. Common. Who's got, uh, you know, he's got some charisma, so I'd kind of like to see that. He's going to be interesting. Uh, apparently so. Okay. Yeah. He's the most. Or Alicia Keys is only like, human. what, three feet tall? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Kong. Well, I don't know that Jeff Kramer listens to this podcast, but this week he should, <laughs> just for that reference. Thanks. Uh, that would be Jeff Kramer, the owner of Comedy Sports San Jose. Just celebrated his 20th year. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Drew. Anyway, uh... <laughs> So, let's move to television and something we can all get behind. Heroes. Heard of it. Have you? Did you watch this? You were loving it. After a lot of people saying that this season was kind of floundering, and yet I'm kind of fine. It it picked up. I watched the last two two episodes back-to-back, and I was, like, loving it. I think the last two episodes were actually some of the better ones of the season so far. Though, again, the the writer's strike is sort of approaching there, that they've canceled Heroes Origins. The six-week, I keep saying six-issue in my head. Yeah. The six-week miniseries that. that was going to fill in the reruns, fill in for reruns. Now, that's not there, which you know gives Kevin Smith more time to write a comic book because mm-hmm. uh, he was going to write and direct an episode. So they just flat-out canceled it? It's never going to happen? Uh, it's not going to happen this year. They may revive it next year okay. if, they can revol- if they can resolve all the problems with the, you know, with the strike. Yeah. Uh, but apparently one of the things, too, was that they were de- – uh, NBC asked uh, Tim Kring – to put a, a finale capper on an early episode so they could just run it and say, boom, you know, that's it. The, and that's volume two. The, well, volume two essentially ended this week, but they were gonna, they're going to go into volume three, and they wanted to, to kind of uh, cut it short so that they could just say, I think the, the networks are ready to just sort of write, write the season off. So they'll burn the episodes they have and then go, that's it. You know, so like Smallville apparently has f- scripts for 15 episodes done, and uh, the CW asked them to put a season finale on the 15th episode and they said no we won't do it but it's a cliffhanger so who knows when, when they'll ever get it what know. are they going to do with the actors that are striking though as well mm, that's an awkward question you got scripts it? but Tom Welling's got a picket sign you know yeah I don't know what do we get motion capture Sweet. Angelina Jolie's bits well, love them 
<laughs> I'd start watching Smallville again. <laughs> so, new Supergirl. Um, so I'm okay with the one they got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm. Okay, so they haven't got her bits. I'm okay if the two of them make it. Okay. Anyway, so but uh, why are we expecting this writer strike to go on forever? Why? Historically, how long did the last one last? Uh, three months, four months. Yeah. It was pretty long. Into the months category. Yeah. And uh, no the signs. Are, nobody's showing any signs of budging. So I am okay with this. I'm really catching up on the backlog of TV. What, yeah. Which is what I feel is like, on one hand, oh, but on the other hand, it's like, well, by the time they get around to making new episodes again, I will have caught up on all the episodes I've got recorded right now <laughs> waiting to watch. Yeah. I can maybe um, finally finish watching the first season of Lost and return your DVD set. Hey, that'd hey. be great. Uh, yeah, okay. What? <laughs> anyway, uh, or watch some of the DVDs that I have. You know, right here. there. Right here, actually, I've watched some, some of them. Do you need to say anything about those, yeah, Eric? I would like to talk about the DVDs. I am giving you a Segaway. Really? Yes. Get around For town Christmas? in your Segaway. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which, you know, by the way, the Sci-Fi Flash Gordon clearly blew all their budget on a Segway to make that creepy scientist uh, be able mm. to move around. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are talking about a show no Who one watches. watches. And I have now joined those ranks because that was the last episode I and, watched. And you lasted longer than me. And I blew away all the, re- the recorded yes. four additional episodes. He drank episodes. Flash under the but table. But yesterday, and we talked a, a little bit uh, earlier about Pixar because we were talking about The Incredibles. Of course, yeah. yesterday, uh, by the time we get this up, probably you know four or five days previously, uh, Pixar released Ratatouille, which was, as they say, the best-reviewed film of the year. Uh, they also Does that mean no one went to go I see it? I still can't get behind going to see that movie. I don't know. <laughs> well, you you liked it. it? I did enjoy it yeah. I, and had Peter O'Toole, so it's all again weaving back together. Wow. Peter O'Toole was amazing in this film. Me too. What? Anyway, and uh, and the Pixar short films collection. So if some people have been buying these just for the uh, you know to get the shorts that appeared in the both theatrically, but there are a few I hadn't seen like from the early days, and, and they talk about the history of Pixar. So I mean I can see the advantage of this if you have because like certainly because you had the Monsters Inc one. I know we've watched that mm-hmm. Mike's new car over yes. and over, and when you have a little kid, like a <laughs> yes, it's like, like unleashing a, a panther. <laughs> Best line, funniest thing Billy Crystal's ever said, mm-hmm. and. and uh, but it's it it has been traditionally kind of weird when you have a little kid to pop in this DVD, search through the menu and get, and get that you know that that one short. It seems like a lot of effort for just you know four minutes. Gotcha. So now all those are on there as well as earlier ones the kids might not know that aren't related to uh, characters. Can you just watch them back to back without the explanation for yep. the kids with short attention spans? Yep. Okay. So uh, perfect. In fact, well, the one thing that's been interesting and this is the Blu-ray. <laughs> You're there. I'm there. Because uh, kids with short attention spans. Come on. Mm, all right. But uh, to go back to something that, uh, once again, will be... My inner child has a short attention Might, might get the uh, hackles up on, on uh, Rick. Actually, not at all. I, I think it just plays right into your hands, doggone it, is that uh, Pixar and Disney, of course, they're thrown in with Blu-ray. Uh-huh. And uh, the Blu-ray DVDs are actually have all the extras. And now Pixar, Disney has decided, and I think probably rightfully, the Pixar DVDs used to be like the best... You know, as far as extras go, they were these really complex two disc sets, and now they're just these really bare bones. Uh, I think they've got they've got a, a new uh, Remy animated short on this, uh, a little bit about food, and that's it. No yeah. real commentary. The Cars DVD last year was the same way. Haven't I mean? Haven't they figured out though that people buy the DVD the day it comes out, regardless of what's on it, and then buy the super special deluxe Tiger that Dragon is, Paw edition? That is later? exactly right. Okay. 
Only now, Disney is releasing those Super Platinum Tiger Dragon editions on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Gotcha. So the Blu-ray for Cars just came out. And that's got everything, whereas last year's Cars had just like a little tiny 10 minutes of John Laster and the gang talking about taking a drive down Route 66 and an extra cartoon and some deleted stuff. Only the stuff that would keep the kids' attentions, you know, or Michael Goodson's attention sure. for a few minutes. And, I mean, then, I mean, and then you can move on to another disc. You can play a little Portal, play a little, sure. you know, kick it, kick it Bejeweled style. Old school. Old school style. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're kind of bare bones discs. And, uh, you know, so down the road we have to upgrade, you know, to Blu-ray. And unfortunately, here's the war because Paramount is exclusively HD, correct? That's the Transformers one, right? I think so. Yeah. So they're exclusively HD DVD, mm-hmm. and Disney looks to be exclusively Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> Neither we'll of them will catch lasts. on fire, and a third one will come. Well, in. No, 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 no. I already didn't. I send you the mail this week. About Blue H. I did send H Blue. You, you did. It was the tempting. Blue D. The Walmart special. Of like a Walmart. Walmart special actually did a bunch of different places. A Toshiba HD DVD player for under hundred bucks, and if you do that, you get. Say you it get. Again. It's an HD DVD player tones. for under one hundred dollars, <laughs> and you get. Because it's a Toshiba, they've got a promotional thing where you get five HD DVDs five free of films HD you really DVDs. don't want. But you know, well, some are okay. The thing was on there. You could get yeah. the thing. So I think that alone would probably be worth it. And uh, for free. Let's see what was the other thing? There was another. And then you get King movie. Kong or something like no, that. Was King a... Kong comes with the Xbox uh, DVD. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <clears throat> um, you get a game of Monopoly oh, yeah, they, with that? They had also knocked a lot of the HD DVDs down to $15 a piece, $14 a piece. I thought was another, I mean, that's something I hear as a complaint from consumers is you're used to now paying, going into Walmart and paying 12 13 bucks for a DVD when you walk in. And the HD DVDs they really hadn't knocked down was to like 30 bucks. Right. And so, you know, that's well, just the, the next logical step. The whole step. thing about it is that it's the technology for playing HD DVD is cheaper. The technology for making the HD DVD discs is cheaper than mm-hmm. Blu-ray. And so the prices are going to be cheaper on that side. Mm-hmm. And if you can't really see a difference in the picture, what are you going to buy? I don't know. Is that a rhetorical question? None of the above. It, yeah. You lost me. At, you know, it was just sort of the cyber testicle thing of like HD DVD for under $100. I'm just going, hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm actually dancing through a field with yeah. HD DVD. There you go. <laughs> hand in hand. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Pixar. And, and a couple yeah. weeks ago, because I should also point out that Disney released Meet the Robinsons. Their last, I don't know why I'm like showing this to you guys, but, you know, Meet the Robinsons. Their, it's a their lovely last, package. It is a lovely package, which is also kind of bare bones. But they, it's interesting because they really focus, when Disney releases DVDs, on education, like like because this is about a kid at a science fair who grows up. I don't yeah. know if you guys saw that one. I've got a consumer moment for you. I want to just okay. go through. So here we are. We're looking at the uh, Meet the Robinsons mm-hmm. DVD. You have pulled off the plastic and you pulled off the yes. Uh, yes. safety yes. stuff, but you yes, have the cardboard it. sleeve. And when I pull the cardboard sleeve off, we get a whole brand new image. Oh, no, we don't. We get you know, the I've, same damage. I've, I've, we have I've, I've got so a mental block against these. Do you keep these cardboard sleeves, or do you just go no, with my, this? No, my wife has been throwing away the cardboard sleeves okay. and, and when I'm not home, because I, it, it's really hard for me. I don't know why, because I feel like the cardboard sleeve is part of the packaging. Yeah, sure. I've got to have that. It's the Mylar bag on your precious DVD. Absolutely. Is but, it? You know, <laughs> but, but I've got to at least give last year the Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, the second one, the... Uh, Dead Man's Chest, they had this really cool 3D yeah. on the cardboard. No, that I keep. So you had to keep it. Yeah. Even though the inside was the same image, you just didn't have the no, The only the thing 3D. about this one is this one is slightly textured. 
mm-hmm. the cardboard, mm-hmm. which of course well, exactly. you don't get on that. Sure, well, if you want to, but yeah. then the texture so takes this, up more room on the shelf, for, so it's just maddening. This covers for when I eventually go blind and I'm trying to identify which DVD I'm like, holding. Like you're yeah. like, hello, I need to Mrs. Do that. Robinson. The irony being, of course, that you aren't going to buy Meet the Robinsons anyway, right? But and then the other thing your is, child you're going to put, is, is you're out put of this in a stack of DVDs, which will eventually compress all that mm-hmm. flat. Mm-hmm. So. Is Ratatouille 3D? Yeah, it yes, is. it is, actually. It is. Uh, not bevel. the parts I want to touch. It's I the kid's like the hair and the rat, but we not the chicken the one and the rat. But anyway, the, you know, Meet the Robinsons came out, and, and it, within the family, uh, this, though I actually, as dad in the Macaw household, probably liked Meet the Robinsons the least mm-hmm. out of these three films. Are you really the dad in your household? No. Uh, could we leave, you know, that out of the podcast? Sure. Thank you. As the dad in the household. Outtake. <laughs> not if it shows... Tell me, Mrs. McCaw, did you enjoy that DVD? <laughs> I don't know, Mrs. Goodson. Uh, no, I, I, my kids absolutely love it. They've watched this over and over and over. They like Meet the Robinsons. Ratatouille, actually, and one of the things why they have to say it's the best-reviewed film of the year, it's a far more adult, even though it's a cartoon rat, it's a far more adult film. Meet the Robinsons is definitely meant for little kids. It's got a couple of good in-jokes, and it's it's definitely dazzling to look at. It's just, I just didn't hold that hold together as well as a film for me. But Ratatouille is really good. It's just yeah, I can see where it bores kids a little bit because it's talking about the soul of an artist and the need to create, and the nature of criticism. I mean, it's actually dealing with some pretty deep themes. Okay. So you got to check this out. I should check that out. Mm, I'll watch Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> In small doses. <laughs> anyway, five minutes at a time. And the Pixar minutes. shorts are all classics. Yeah, they are. I mean, and, and a lot of them you've probably gotten on. A, if you if you have yeah. a huge Disney collection, you have many of them. But some you don't, and so that's you know it goes back and you know it is kind of weird to have like Mater and the Ghost Light and the Jack Jack attack, but you know. But still, there are others. I haven't. I've never actually seen Luxo Junior, which is the Jack one. Jack Jack attacks on uh, Impossible. Incredibles. 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 Yeah. yeah. The Impossible's the Hanna Barbera series. Sorry. It's okay. No, just gotta know your wacky super teams. Hey, don't. Another DVD that's coming out, of course, this week. We talked, we alluded to the Doctor Who season three DVD. I'd say. Heard of it? Yeah. Will that be on our? Will be on our holiday gift guide? We'll be wishing for that because that's got uh, Martha. No, I'll actually be wishing for it. It won't just be on my gift guide. It'll be on my actual, actual wish list. Amazon wish list. You can go. What well, uh, if people want to buy you a gift? If listeners think, boy, that Michael Goodson, he's funny. He must be handsome. Yes, it's true. Buy him a gift. True. Where do you go? Where do you, you go on uh, Amazon to get your look, take a look oh, at your on wish Amazon? list? Amazon. There yeah. are other websites. It's easier to get a hold of me. But uh, <laughs> you just search for Michael Goodson. That, just, that'll be you enough. You just walk into an Unamas somewhere in California. Goodson might be there. Sure. Yeah. Later. Ask for a guy named Burrito. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Burrito. Anyway. Burrito. Anyway, so, yeah, we get the season with uh, with Martha Jones, who we thought no one could replace Rose Tyler. We were wrong. Yeah. Mm, no, so. I believe we were right, but she, her role there was not to replace Rose Tyler. Yeah, exactly, so which fun. they deal with in the season, so mm, it'll be fun. fun. Yeah. Highly recommended by all people who've seen it. Yeah, absolutely. Which absolutely. should be the people who know. Yes, and Torchwood is coming out in January. They're waiting till after Christmas for the Torchwood season. I'm going to pass. Yeah, you're not as big a fan of Torchwood, are you? It um, It's the bastard stepchild of the Doctor universe. I, I, I enjoyed it, but I don't need to own it. I've turned a lot of people on to that at work, and they've really enjoyed it. Mm. Without it's knowing good. anything it's about Doctor watchable. Who. It's very watchable. saw them all, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. it ain't no Doctor Who. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I did watch, finally, the uh, illicit copy of the Sarah Jane... Uh, with Angelina Jolie's bits? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, <laughs> what, what, I had to well, go the, the, the Sarah Jane Chronicles. Chronicles. Yeah. I think more than the pilot episode have been shown in the UK. I don't. I, uh, that nobody's was, nobody's I really want, talking I want to about. Ask it. I think because has it, has I think it gone the to the season, full production? I think the season actually did begin. I think okay. they've been showing. I it. I found it charming. 
I need to. I thought it was kind of fun. In, in a, a young teen kind of way. Yeah. But I need to contact Jamie Kelwick, who has reviewed things for us over. You know, when he watches them actually live over there, to uh, see if he's been watching Sarah Jane. Though my impression was because it's more of a kid show, it may be that it's just being. You shown know, I'd at a heard that, time. and everything's kid about it, but her. You know, she's kind of the British are very different than yeah. you and I. Milfish, yeah. or actually, yes, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Elizabeth Jane Sladen, we would love to have you as a guest on this show, please. Well, she was marvelous. I'd forgotten. I mean, she wasn't that good when she was the Doctor's companion. Really, she was better in this than she was in the. I wouldn't Doctor. know. Yeah. Well, she was well someday we're going to tie you down. Speaking of old guys who like things. Uh-huh. Uh, no comment about my Day of the Earth Stood Still news today? Oh, did well, speaking that? of old guys, thanks. I did see that. Uh, Michael brought up today that I'm now very torn about the Day of the Earth Stood Still remake. Oh, now you're torn? No, I'm not really. Is it Keanu Reeves didn't tear you? No, so that's, what, that's what tore me. I wasn't going to see it. That's what I'm saying. I didn't. Now you're torn. I mean, well, because they cast Jennifer Connelly. Yes. And, and the role originally played by Patricia Neal. And uh, you know, Rick so. is processing, and I like Jennifer Connelly. Exactly. So now, will you go see a remake of Day of the Earth Stood Steel with Jen? Uh, stood Steel. Ah, <laughs> subconscious, because that's how good I think it's going to be. As good as Steel with Shaquille O'Neal, oh, um, which will not be my guilty pleasure. Uh, so um, Jennifer Connelly and Kathy Bates. Wait, okay. I don't know how am I supposed to feel about that? Is she Gort? <laughs> Uh, Kathy Bates is Gort. Uh, yeah, that you've got Jennifer Connelly, who she's is, taking care of you, who she's... is good uh, in a movie, in a remake of a classic film that was pretty well done in the first place, with Keanu Reeves replacing Michael Rennie. Okay, I'm out of there. Yeah, okay, Keanu Reeves even outweighs the the. Um, Aesthetic pleasures of watching Jennifer Connelly. There are still some Jennifer Connelly movies I haven't seen yet. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, plenty well, to do in the meantime, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, maybe the writer's strike will stall the whole thing, and they'll look at it and go, wait a minute, what, what were we the smoking? What the hell are they thinking? We Whoa. can hope. I really have, we can you hope. really have to say So here's the upside of the writer's strike. This isn't happening anytime soon. Maybe. Neither is that horrible Wonder Woman movie. Mm, we'll see. Uh, but you something that, that Rick has been enjoying in the meantime, until the writer's strike takes that off the air, is uh, uh, a sitcom that you think ties into the fanboy world. I've only seen like three episodes because people were coming up to me, you haven't seen Big Bang Theory? And I went, no. He goes, you're one of them. And I think one of them. One of them. You're a great big bang. Yeah, man. I think so. The, but it's, the, Rick is purely theoretical. They have uh, the cast is this amazing collection of geeks and super nerds and Zorlax. Why are we here? Never and, heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> and what they, is this Zorlax you speak of, sir? <laughs> but the the really cool thing is the writers. If you weren't friends with me, you could be cool. I what know. What is it. the Latin root? <laughs> You're the one who taught us that <laughs> word. Okay. <laughs> The writers really know what they're writing. I mean, they really know the references to making in comics and because film all and writers physics. are Zorlax. <laughs> well, no, they haven't always been. I mean, we've got a whole new. It's exciting. It's a whole, whole new generation, generation of writers. writers. So they're not like making up super superheroes like you're ultra fast man or you know. Mm-hmm. They had four flashes on the Halloween show. And they were in great costumes. You know, it is the only redemptive feature of that Eddie Murphy movie, Daddy Daycare. Yeah. Because one of the characters gets all upset because there's a kid dresses the Flash. And he says, well, you know, what's your goal? And he goes, I want to fight the Joker. And he goes, no. Flash doesn't fight the Joker. What are you teaching these children? You should be fighting Mirror Master, Captain Cold. And that movie exactly. had me. I was totally sucked in because I said, you know, a character knew what he was talking Imagine about. Imagine doing that every week. K 
Can it be like it that? It can be like that. <laughs> it can I'll be exactly down, like that. <laughs> okay. So, um, highly recommend. If we've been missing that show, show, is it available on the CBS website? I don't know. I'm gonna have to check that out. I don't know. Uh, you did. You did send me a screen capture of but the that four was, flashes. I captured and that, that made, off my PC when I was watching it remotely with a Slingbox player. So perfectly legally. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So it was recorded on my TiVo at home. Oh okay. Wow, you are so technologically advanced. It was nerdy. Yeah, yes. Anyway, uh, if you have any complaints, criticisms, or just, hey, even occasional thumbs up, if you want an entire episode dedicated to you, as this week's episode went out to Andrew Preston in New Jersey. Hi, is, Andrew. That is Hi. the state, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, then, uh, by all means, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. And for all of, you, all of you relatives, Andrew, who are getting this podcast for Christmas, Hi. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if Andrew's really got that desperate for attention. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, we do podcast uh, pretty much every Wednesday night uh, sometime after 6 o'clock at Elusive Comics and Games. That's 2725 El Camino Real. Sweet. 105. Thank you. The only place where Elon Lopez buys his comics when he's sold an ounce of blood or a pint of blood this week and can afford to uh, buy a comic book. He's off working right now. He's off working right now. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. And you can, of course, find us at www.fanboyplanet.com because you could have gotten it from iTunes. I'm Derek McCaw. I'm the editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet. I'm saying goodnight. Who else is saying goodnight tonight? I'm Michael Goodson, and the cake is a lie. I'm Rick Bretzner, and I'm a little lost. And we'd like to remind you, use your powers only for good or evil. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Lukeski at www.lukeski.com. Listen up, fanboys. It's once again. <coughs> oh, just a second. I'm Let's sorry. See. It's actually hang not on. Hang on. on. It's <laughs> Michael Goodson. No, coming stop, to you. stop, 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 stop. <laughs> he, he wasn't recording. Uh, no, I'm recording, but I need to do. A, I, I've been putting off putting, doing a mic check because this was all calibrated differently. So, oh, okay. Michael, this is my announcing voice. <laughs> Use your normal voice. Use this is my voice. announcing voice. Yay, a podcast! Hoorah! I'm trying to sound not quite so much like a little girl. Yay, a podcast! Uh, okay, we're mm. great and coming to you live. <laughs> coming. <laughs> He said live. <laughs> that's a change. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I could watch you twist knobs all night, Rick. And I could twist knobs until they get sore. Hey, wait a minute. Is that the Hero's Graphic Novel, Volume 1? Son of a... My God. Just sitting in the corner? It is. Wow. Now we have something to talk about. And I have something to buy. Mine, dibs. Damn it. Oh, like you'd buy it. I might. That's an Alex. That's not an Alex Ross cover. That's somebody else. No, it's not Alex Ross. It's not advertised. It's an Alex Ross. Alex, thirty-five bucks. Three S's in Ross. Oh, it's twenty-nine. Oh yeah, it's that's why I looked at the Canadian price. Don't go to Canada. I won't. Derek doesn't have that kind of cash. You've gone too far, Michael. Get it for your mom for Christmas. I'm sorry. Not punch. No, my mother doesn't understand heroes. Then you'll end up with it. Oh sure. Yeah.
See? Here, Mom. Didn't you learn anything when you were a child? Here, Mom. A bike. Haven't <laughs> you learned anything as a husband? Every year, your anniversary, a toolbox. Which my wife uses. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Things are topsy-turvy. Sorry. Okay, here we go. Hey, all you fanboys, and welcome to our weekly podcast. I have just no. stunned and sterilized half the team. Ouch! It's Wednesday. That means still coming up when you started. <laughs> Do over. All right. Ouch! All right, everybody, headphones off. And a one, and a two. Boning John Malkovich. Okay. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. You, you, I, we'll be cutting that out. Oh, dang it. We, okay. were, we were clean up until then. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's just I, I had to. I, I really tried to keep this clean all the way through, even though you guys were gone. <laughs> so. Where did you think this conversation was going to go? <laughs> what was your hope? Really? Well... <laughs> And then they put her in the Angelina Jolie cut of the Santa Claus, of course. Of course. Uh, and she was filed into the Library of Congress for all time. <laughs> oh my! I, what a pleasant thought! It oh. really is. It's a. It's a. It's a nice thought. You know. So, and Warner Brothers, in a stunning move, uh, also in there with their own properties, has announced Joel Silver's announced that they are tabling Wonder Woman. Ah, shocking! Is that a euphemism? No, no, it's not. I tabled Wonder Woman once. Did you? Greatest Halloween ever. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> and Talk it, about your Amazon's attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sleazy and painful. It's oozing out of you. Yeah. That's what that smell is. Oh, good. Uh, to hear all the stuff that they couldn't hear. hear yeah, absolutely. you got to come here to hear us unchained, unfettered. Rick said BJ. <laughs> That's definitely going in. He was referring to Greg Evigan in that famous trucker sitcom. BJ in that uh, orangutan. And the, he was showing his support for the writers by endorsing office cast member BJ Novak. Yes. Oh, still my favorite thing of the week. Anyway, uh, if you have any complaints, criticisms, or... Come on, burritos are getting cold. Okay, okay. what? <laughs> <laughs>